What's up, everyone? Welcome back to the newest edition of Cork Stats here on the Mayo Media Network with your host, John Legaza, Big Johnny Stud, coming to you worldwide from Brooklyn, New York, as always. Please make sure to hit the like button. Make sure you subscribe to the channel and absolutely check out the Fantasy Baseball Picks and Bets playlist here on Mayo Media Network. We've been putting out videos every Monday, every Friday for quite a while now. That library's been pretty robust with football clearly in the rear view. It's time to get focused on the national pastime. There's breakout videos, positional rankings, head-to-head debates, just really everything you can think of under the sun, usage of rolling charts and all types of advanced statistics, and hopefully a laugh or two with me, you, the Cork Stats crew, what's up everybody. Today's video is going to be a little bit different, and you know, sometimes these things just spark my own, you know, work, I guess, and the things that kind of end up right there on the floor of that big old brain of mine. And it was Mike Trout, right? Everyone's talking about the first round right now. If you've been anywhere near Twitter, you've seen the Vlad Guerrero, you know, argument. And I'd like you to point back to that playlist. I did break down the hitters that I considered, let's say the best hitters in league, those that we would consider first overall in point leagues. So we took a very close look at Juan Soto versus Vlad Guerrero versus Bryce Harper, and I really suggest you take out that video, not just to see who I like the best, but to see how we get to the conclusion I really get out the electron microscope. But where I'm going is the player left out of that discussion that was always the first one mentioned in, you know, the years past was Mike Trout, superstar outfielder on the Los Angeles Angels. And, you know, I was always a big Trout guy, love Mike Trout as a stat guy. His numbers really pop off the page in general. Then we saw the injuries kick in. He was off to a pretty good start. He was coming around second. I think he came up lame with a calf. And it went from, well, could just be a couple weeks to he's just a couple weeks away to the season's over. And maybe part of that was because the Angels were out of it. But Mike Trout's kind of a gamer. And I think if he could have played, I really think it would have. So it was a bit worrisome. Got to worry about the injuries. But I thought to myself, was it enough to eliminate him from the conversation, because he really has been eliminated from the conversation, even as people talk about, you know, drafting Vlad and whether or not it's worth it with the sixth, seven, eighth pick because of all the things that he can do. Well, Mike Trout has done it for longer, and he's really done it better. And I had to wonder myself, is it warranted, right? I mean, the fact that Trout has ended up at the back of the first round, now sometimes he's making his way into the second round, especially in 12-team leagues. We have to ask ourselves, is it deserved? And why? So Mike Trout's going to be the topic of discussion today. Really excited to get into it and just see, you know, what it what it's been, what it's looked like with the granular outlook. Because I, you know, I fall victim to biases. Also, sometimes they're not always negative. Sometimes it's a positive bias. Well, Mike Trout's awesome, and we just kind of brush past it. But now that the price is beginning to move down, right? He's no longer in the consideration in the top five. He's being considered again at the back of the first round. If you have the fifteenth pick. Do we want to consider Mike Trout? And that's what we're going to be doing today. So let's get into it. We start, as always, with the tale of the tape. These are last year's statistics. But I also, because it got clipped so short, right, I wanted to make sure that I gave you the 162-game pace. Now, 162-game pace statistics can get you in trouble. But with a player like Mike Trout, it's at least fair to take a look at where he was. So he's outfielder six right now, going up the board, ADP 15, like I said. So that's the end of the first round of 15-team leagues, second round 
in 12-team leagues, and that's where it really gets interesting. If it's Roto, you could get speed and pair it with Trout, or get big pitching and pair it with Trout. In point leagues, if Trout is there, you snatch him up. I think that is a failure by those players to recognize the format dependence of a player like Trout and what he can off you. So let's get back into last year. He only played 36 games, not great, but the 162 game pace was there. 333 batting average is excellent. Trout can compete for the crown every single year. We got 23 runs, 18 ribbies, eight homers, two steals, which is a 103 run, 81 ribby, 36 homer, eight steal pace for all the audio only listeners. And on that note, I'd like everyone to subscribe to the baseball pod here as well. It's not just the videos. I know not everyone gets their content that way. Some people like to check this out on the bus, on the train where it's audio only. So I try and walk you through the graphs, charts, and numbers for the audio only people as well. Remember, rate, review, and subscribe. Thank you again. So back to Mike Trout. He does Mike Trout things. He's really awesome. In fact, the 81 ribbies is probably a little bit low from a pace standpoint. But I wanted to give you an idea of just how good he was while he was on the field. And then I thought, well, that really doesn't sum up just how good Trout was when we look at his stats. So we're going to get a couple of these extra custom graphics here. Check out Mike Trout against the field again. Understood. It was only like one-fifth of a season. But, 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 there's a big shaking butt here. Not everybody can do these things. So I'm going to walk you through it for the audio-only listeners again 466 OBP, that was first overall. 624 slug, second overall. A 1090 OPS, first overall. A 451 WOBA, first overall. 190 WRC plus, first overall. 421 expected WOBA was fourth overall. 18.5% bow rate was good for seventh. His Woba on contact at 617 and his expected Woba on contact. Those are contact only metrics at 520. We're both, you guessed it, first overall. Wow. Now, maybe we don't need all of these stats because some of them do overlap a bit. I do understand a lot of them are power based. However, OBP is not. WRC plus is an amalgamation stat. Expected Woba includes sprint speed, and Bauer rate is not just a measure of the contact like Woba on contact, but it's also a measure of occurrence, right? It's a rate stat. And that being seventh overall is a guy who gets on base more than anybody in the league, more extra base hits at a higher rate than anyone in the league, the best combination of launch, angle, exit velocity, and sprint speed, top four in the league, and the number one undisputed best contact metrics in the league. This is remarkable what he's done. Now, I know we're going to get some small sample people out there, which, you know, I, I get, I get. So let's open up the field a little bit. Let's go back to 2020, which again was a smaller set. But once we're getting through 2020 and 2021, you know, we we are getting something. These are games that happen that we do have to use that data point. So since 2020, third in major leagues in OBP, second in slug, fifth in ISO, second in WOBA, first in WRC+, top 10 in both walk rate and hard hit rate. So this is something we've seen, we've seen sustained. And where I'm getting at is to stress 
I want to hammer home the per plate ability here. And where I'm going with this is into the projections as always, where we go when we're looking for next year's output. Now, granted, I do use a ton of stats. I do think I use them differently than a lot of people. I like to compartmentalize stats into baskets. That way, you know, no one stat will kind of tip the scale. We hear that a lot. His hard hit rate was this. His Wobacom was this. I like to use them all, not just to read, 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 read a list of stats, but to show you that sometimes they cross baskets where, again, OBP is not a power stat. So to add OBP with the power, these things matter. So let's get into the projections. 134 games for anyone that's not looking. These are the Bat-X projections. I like to use the Bat-X. I find they're a little bit more in line with my own work because they incorporate StatCast. And again, I don't just absolutely subscribe to StatCast, but I do like to use underlying metrics to help draw a picture, right? I, I believe the wider the tapestry, the greater the tapestry that we're using, I think the better off we're always going to be. Again, trying to be proactive as opposed to reactive to a single stat. If we draw up you know, this entire, you know, multi-spectrum statistical approach, it's a little harder to demean that, to poke holes in it when we're moving forward. Because again, you know, I'm a high stakes player putting a lot of money on these players when I draft them. Let's get back into the bat X projections. 134 games, 557 plate appearances, 282 batting average, 94 runs, 94 ribbies, 37 homers, and seven steals. Well, that sounds pretty awesome. And sounds like you're going to get return including the steals. Now, that's part of why Mike Trout is widely being discarded in roto circles. But, I mean, if you're going to subscribe to projections, then I think you should subscribe to them and at least, you know, understand why. Now, I think the seven steals are probably a bit high, but the speed is there. He's going to be playing the outfield, getting some rest at DH from time to time. But the word is Trout is healthy. We've never known him to really get babied, and he plays every day when he's healthy. So... It's easy for us to assume injury and assume usage, but track record per se is going to give us a couple steals. So if you're in the Mike Trout zero SB camp, just remember that a lot of the projection systems do have him stealing a couple bases and every base stolen really bumps up that dollar return. So if you're talking about a player that could be the best, you know, overall hitter in the game, tacking on even three or four steals could be tremendous. Now, I wanted to make sure that I stressed the 134 games and I'm going to tell you why. This is where I disagree with Deborah Cardi. I'm not exactly sure he's following all of my work. I know right now he's doing a ton of it himself. But keep the number 134 games in mind. Why? Because in 134 games in 2019, right, 299 average, 110 runs, 104 ribbies, 41 homers, and 11 steals. And the reason I'm kind of stressing all this is because that sounds more in line with the impact on a per plate appearance that we're stressing through our analysis here. So if you can, if you are going to get 134 games from Trout, my question to Derek Hardy, and I'll probably have him on my show, uh, if you want more of what we do here at the Mayo Media Network, I have my own Cork Stats channel on YouTube. There's some videos. I also have the Cork Stats audio podcast, a little bit more long form. It's a bit more strategy-based, where I either do counterpoint episodes going after my favorite podcast, where I counter or expand, or like just the other day, I had Matt Modica on, a renowned high-stakes player, where he did an auction primer, if you're interested in, in that stuff. So 
back to Derek and where we disagree is I'm okay with the people not drafting Trout afraid of the injury. I'm also okay with the people dinging him for the steals that also think we'll be short in games. My problem here is in 134 games, we've never seen Trout not produce as basically the best player in the game. Like, it's not even like, well, when he plays, he's top 25. When he plays, he's the, the best hitter in all of the major leagues. So when I see just the counting stats, 94 runs, 94 ribbies, 37 homers, 7 steals, I feel like the plate appearances should be lower. And the games will probably have to be around 115 or 120 because... We have a 134-game sample from the man, and he showed us he has not taken a step back in batted ball quality or discipline selection. I mean, he is phenomenal, as good as he's been on the per-plate appearance basis, as we've seen at him at his very best. So I don't feel like Mike Trout is taking much of a step back. So really, in in conclusion, I got to say, I'm getting back on board with Mike Trout depending on the price. Now, I feel he is still slotted fourth in those best hitters that I mentioned before because I am worried about the games played. I believe Juan Soto, I believe Vlad Guerrero, and Bryce Harper all have a much better chance at projecting, you know, and delivering on 150 games. Mike Trout playing 150 games really feels like a, you know, top fifth percentile outcome. So I don't really like to bank on those things, but when we see again, not just the production that we've seen in the past, but we've seen it sustain. And, you know, as, as recently as last year, he left that game with the calf as the best hitter in baseball. And I don't, I don't think that's really been driven home. And I understand it, you know, absence can make the heart grow fonder for some, but usually not for gamblers and certainly not for fantasy baseball players. So I think that's the big hangup. For Trout, which again, I I didn't reinvent the wheel here saying that, you know, the problem with Trout is the health. But I think maybe people stress that a bit too much. And I think maybe dinging him for too many games. So if your game started projection for Trout is a buck 20, then I think you end up with the bat X projections. And I think you can't really touch it. I mean, Trout is one of the few players who has a chance of returning value you know you're not always going to get first round value back from first round picks providing they don't kill you you'll be fine but if you get you know 95 95 36 and 4 even with a plus batting average that's a pretty good return the problem is when he's not playing he's out obviously but if he's hurt you get that replacement value so please keep that in mind another part of the calculus i'm glad i got to at the end of my last little tangent during this conclusion so i'm back on board with mike trout the per plate appearance stuff is phenomenal the surrounding context is going to be better than he's really ever had in his career now with a mature otani coming off the phenomenal season he had and anthony rendon is back plus another year for jared walsh that angels lineup could be gnashing at the top it's really hard to think that you know you have to pitch to mike trout because he's surrounded by some serious bats, right? Otani in front and Radon behind or any combination in between. So everyone out there, the lesson here is don't let those narratives affect you too, too much, right? So I thought it was okay that we let the narrative put Trout behind Guerrero. That's fine. I'd rather have Guerrero than Trout in particular because of the position. But 
maybe we have to be careful allowing these narratives to put players on our no draft list where Trout was pretty close to my no draft list. I just hadn't given it the proper thought of what the returns could be even in a limited set and then to expand a little bit further when he's out you get replacement. Keeping that in mind if you're in deeper leagues especially and you draft Mike Trout you definitely want to make sure to probably pair him with some angels. You know Joe Adele has big potential going a little bit later or how about Brandon Marsh even behind there so like the idea being if Trout is out should be full-time go for Marsh Marsh might be playing every day anyway but you know always I like to think in terms of looking down the battlefield so I think that'll do it for us here today I mean breaking news ding, 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 ding. Mike Trout is awesome at hitting baseballs but I do really think it was important to put you know to contextualize that just how good he is and maybe we do need to think about him even in rotisserie leagues and certainly in point leagues. If Mike Trout is being forgotten in tr- point leagues, you absolutely smash that button. I have to have him as a top four or five hitter overall. So thank you for picking up what we're putting down here at the Mayo Media Network from all the fine ladies and gentlemen here at MMN and big Johnny Stud, John Legaza. Thanks again. So much for your personal time. Hit that like button. Make sure to subscribe. Check out the Mayo Media Network podcast. They are awesome doing other sports as well. Check out the Cork Stats podcast. It's coming hot and heavy 115 off the crack of the bat right up to opening day, which I hope is sooner than later. All right, everyone, that'll do it. I catch you on the flip side. And remember, when you work this hard, it feels a lot less like luck. Man, peace.